What's up, you guys? It's the movie retrospective. Going back to the 70s and talking about some Hammer horror. Yeah. Although, <laughs> th well, this one is, um, even among, like, horror Hammer aficionados, is kind of seen as one of the lesser uh, entries yeah. into the series. This is, I mean, because this came along, this is Dracula AD 1972. By the time this movie came out, I mean, Hammer was kind of... They're back now, but, you know, they were kind of in a downward spiral a little bit. I think, actually, they closed the studio up, like, just a couple of years after this came out. So, I'm not blaming this movie on that entirely. I'm just saying that it was just kind of like... It's not bad. It's not a bad movie. It's, it's it, not. It's just not in classic uh, uh, Hammer style, you know, with Victorian outfits and medieval-type outfits, you know, and castles and shit. It, it's not like that. It's, it's, it was contemporary for the time. It's happening in 1972. And it tries to go real contemporary. They got wah 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 music in there, you know. And yeah, it sounds bell like bottoms. A, it sounds and, like black exploitation. Yeah, yeah, movie a little bit. Yeah, and, and which is a little bit jarring. Sex say. and drugs and everything. Uh, but you know, and Dracula's in the mix, um, and it's kind of like a police procedural too. And then you got Peter Cushing in there as like fucking Van Helsing's dis descendant. It, it's not a bad movie. It, no, it, it's it, not. It, it, it's pretty good. Um, the only thing I can knock it for is there's not enough Dracula in it. I mean, if you got, if you got, you know, if you got Dracula, you better give him a lot of lines. He better be a damn character. Um, in this one, he's more kind of like a monster that shows up at the end. Uh, that's the only thing I didn't like about He's it. not, yeah, he's not in it much. I he's think a lot it. of people, I mean, there's a lot of things that people don't like about this particular movie. Yeah. But I think one of the things that they don't like is like, you've got... Christopher Lee and yeah. Peter Cushing, yeah, and they're underutilized. They're underutilized. I feel like, yeah. like Peter Cushing has like a bigger part than Christopher Lee does. Yeah, but Christopher Lee is not is hardly in it. Yeah, and it's like even when he is there, it's like he's not really given a great deal to do. No, like you would kind of think that if they were calling it Dracula eighty nineteen seventy two, you would get some like interaction yeah. between Dracula and the modern era. Yeah, but you don't really have that. No. If they don't really do that. And, you know, Blackula and. Bl and Scream, Black of Scream did a good job of, of, of vampires in the 1970s. And, you know, fucking Mama Waldy, you know, who was Blackula, fucking Mama Waldy had a lot of shit to do and a lot of lines. So you got to know that character rule. I would like to see... Because Christopher Lee, is, a, is he's a good Dracula. Yeah, he's, he's a kick-ass Dracula. Dracula. I, yeah. always, I always like him as Dracula. He's a yeah. good Dracula. It, it's not Bela, but it is just a different interpret. He's the English Dracula, Okay. Um, he's physically imposing. He sounds like, it sounds and looks like he's fucking in charge. All right. You don't want to mess with this dude. Um, so let's have him stunting. Let's have him bragging about his heritage and how he's commanded nations. You know what I mean? Who are you to, to, to even threaten me, Van Helsing? I have commanded nations for centuries, you know? Yeah. Okay. Let's hear more about that, man. He, he doesn't give a, not enough lines. Not yeah, enough, he's not really enough. not. And the thing about yeah. it, I mean, poor Christopher Lee at this point. Yeah. Uh, this was the seventh movie, I think, that he played Dracula in. And he would only do one more because he was, like, kind of sick of it at this point. Um, the one after this one, which is also pretty reviled by audiences, uh, which is called The Satanic Rites of Dracula. That was the last time that he would play Dracula because he didn't really like the idea of bringing Dracula up to the modern era. Like, he more <coughs> liked him in his own time period like when yeah. it was edwardian or victorian or whatever and he's like and he just thought it was a dumb idea like bringing it up to the modern era but the thing about it though like i said hammer at this point were you know they weren't doing so well 
And they were thinking, well, maybe everybody's getting sick of these kind of like just gothic melodramas, like, you know, the old school monsters. So they saw the success of, you know, stuff like Count Yorga, which was, I think that was uh, American International Pictures, AIP, and how that was, it wasn't about Dracula, but it was a vampire in the modern era. And they're like, okay, well, maybe we need, like, the youths, like, to come see this stuff. And so they're trying to, like, revamp it. So they just thought, oh, we'll bring Dracula up to the modern era. But Christopher Lee was not a fan of that idea. So, I mean, he agreed to do it, but I don't think he liked it all that much. I mean, he didn't phone it in or anything, but he's not really in it all that much. Yeah, he probably told him, to look, yeah, I'll be in the movie, but I don't want to be in it very much. Maybe I mean, he was in the next one, too, yeah. but that was, like, the last one. The, <laughs> you know what's crazy about this to me is that, you know, because everybody always makes a big deal. Like, it's always a good time, like, when you have Peter Cushing and Christopher Lee in the same movie. And the thing about it, though, that I didn't even realize, because I guess I had thought, because they were in a lot of movies together, but I thought they were in more Dracula movies together. They said this was actually the first time that they'd been, like, Dracula Van Helsing since 1958, like the first Dracula movie, which is just called Dracula in the UK, but it's called Horror of Dracula in the in the US. So I was like, I that blew my mind. Like Christopher Lee played Dracula, like you know, in movies subsequently, but I guess he wasn't in them. Like when Peter Cushing played uh, Van Helsing, I just kind of thought. So this was kind of like a big deal because it was the first time that had happened since 1958. But then, you know, it just it didn't really do all that well. Well, it's just not fleshed out enough from the vampire angle. It's more like more, more like a police procedural. If if you like police movies, you'd like this one because they spend most of their time hunting down what they think is a, a cult of satanic cult. It is a satanic cult, kind of, but they're vampires. Vampire uh, thralls, basically, is doing it. And uh, they're they're not bad. The actress that played the actor that played. Um, Dracula's main thrall, who was being promised to get to get turned, Johnny Alucard. Yeah, he, <laughs> yeah, he he eventually does get turned. Is he's a good actor? And uh, me and Jim were talking, we're, we're commenting that he's a real good-looking guy. Everybody is good-looking in these Hammer flicks, pretty much. You know, he's a real good-looking guy. And he would have made a really good Lestat. I was thinking that. Yeah, he made a real good Lestat. A lot of reviewers pointed out, too, that they probably got him because he gives off a real um, Malcolm McDowell from A Clockwork yeah. Orange energy. Yeah, he like, does. Like, he does kind of look like that as well, and I yeah. think that's kind of what they wanted. You know what I mean? Like, they wanted that kind of... Because I think Malcolm McDowell had also imposing, been... more imposing, though, I think. McDowell was kind of wiry and creepy, and it's, but it's still kind of magnetic in a certain way. This guy's kind of a little more buffed out. Yeah. More leading man, kind of, really. He'd have made, he'd made a great Lestat. He'd have made a great Lestat. That's kind of, yeah. Like, yeah. when I was reading the books, like, in the 80s, that's kind of, like, the look that I was picturing, like, yeah. this guy. But, yeah, I think the thing about it is that I think they, they concentrate too much on the hippies. And yeah. the thing about it, too, is that this came out in 1972. I think originally they wanted it to come out in 1969. Yeah. Uh, so it wouldn't have been quite as dated. But the thing about it is that by the time 1972 had come along in London... All of the stuff that they're doing in this movie, like all the hippie stuff, like the music and the clothes they're wearing and stuff, mm. was like several years out of date. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, be, I mean, you could tell that like older dudes like wrote this and were mm. like talking, it's like, what are the kids into today? And yeah. it's like, you know, they were like five years one out of, the, of date. One of the hippies, though, is wearing a fantastic looking like goth witch kind of outfit and, you, and made out of damn black. I guess beads and strings and shit looks really good. And if you look, it's Caroline Monroe, the exquisite 
Caroline yeah. Monroe. This was kind um, of her first big movie, I feel like. Yeah. And she's the first victim basically offered up to Dracula, and Dracula just basically just eats her and kills her. Uh, doesn't even doesn't even turn her into a vampire, which is like, wait, well, hold on. Dracula is supposed to be about the ladies, and he gets the hottest one right off the bat and just kills her? I was well, like, he didn't yeah. want her. He wanted, he wanted the other one. Jessica because but, Jessica was Van Helsing, like the current day Van Helsing's granddaughter. That's not what I'm saying. I know. I'm saying they, he gets his hands on the hottest one out of the group and just kills her. Doesn't even make her a vampire. Yeah. Uh, you know... Like in, what a waste of Carolyn What a waste. Monroe. Waste of <laughs> Carolyn Monroe. All right. Like in, uh, uh, you know, had they been thinking about it, you know, if this was Bela Lugosi's Dracula, he would have been impressed because he, and added her to the harem. You know, like, yeah. oh, yeah, we're going to keep this one. But no, he, he killed that one. Well, see, I think like, they oh, kind of explained because we're sitting here going, because I was like, okay, now... I know that in the original novel, and I think, like, most of the movies that were, you know, mostly based on the original novel, like, you know, as soon as Dracula drank your blood, like, a few times, and then you died, they all came back as vampires, right? You didn't necessarily need, like, the whole blood exchange situation. Yeah. So I was wondering how that was going to go with this, because he kills Caroline Monroe's character first, who I think her character name is Laura, actually. She was partially eaten, too. Well, see, I think that he didn't do that. Okay. I think that Johnny Alucard did that to make it look like a serial killer oh, okay. did it or some All other, right. like to kind of cover up the whole fact that it was, okay. even though he took the last name Alucard, which obviously yeah, is Dracula spelled backwards. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> well, yeah. From but several so, movies. Right. Well, Sorry. I think this might have been the origin of that, yeah, though, okay. because I think like somebody like took off with that idea, but I'm not sure. It could have, could have been done before that, but it's still dumb. So, um, so yeah, but they actually kind of, because she doesn't come back. Like, they just find her body, like, in the rubble, like, by, by the decommissioned church where they were doing the satanic rite or whatever. And I was like, oh, so she's not going to come back as a vampire then. I was like, so I guess we're all not coming back as vampires. But then I think they later on said that, oh, well, when he first came, when, he, when Dracula first got resurrected, he wasn't strong enough to make other vampires. Yeah. So he had to, like, eat a few people. Because remember, yeah. he ate the other girl, too. Like, yeah. the one that was named Gaynor, I think her yeah. name was. Like, he ate that girl, too, and I don't think she came back as a vampire. But then, subs- oh, and he, and he killed somebody off screen that, like, we, yeah. didn't, we didn't know who they were. So I think he killed three ladies first, and then he started, like, making vampires. Like, he had just, like, built up his strength, I guess. Yeah, had this been, had this been Bela's fucking Dracula, or had it been Lestat, he wouldn't. Have, he wouldn't have been killing hotties. Uh, he would. Have, he would have gone down uh, uh, to to the uh, to the rough parts of fucking town and killed burglars or killed fucking muggers and drug dealers and eaten and eaten, drank them. All right. That's what to, to gain his strength because Lestat did that all the time. Yeah. And he, he killed a bunch of people. Lestat did, but he tended to value people. He liked evil doers. He liked to kill. He, he, he said they tasted better. But I think I think what Delicious. it was I think in Lestat's case he he could just live with it better. Yeah, that's probably what it was. I think he, he was lying to Louis about they tasted better. He just didn't he didn't he appreciated beauty. Cuz that was really the only thing they could do. They couldn't do much else other than appreciate beauty. They couldn't have sex. Yeah. So, you know. But the it's not a bad movie. It's just it just fell short of of a good vampire story. Because really, man, let's be honest. You're watching a vampire movie because the vampire is the most interesting character in the damn movie. 
So there's got to be a lot of him. And he has to be telling his story. In the Blackula, the two Blackula movies, you got to hear Momowaldi's story. He even was interested in science and technology, and he was from the past, which makes a lot of sense. That got included in, in, in the Lestat, you know, Interview of the Vampire type books, too, is that, you know, when Lestat ended up in the modern world, because he'd been sleeping for a long time, he was amazed by television and radio and uh, um, cars. He owned a Harley and he rode motorcycles and stuff, you know, he did it all at night, but he had toys. And you would think that you know, a guy like Dracula would have been really impressed with things like television and music and uh, modern culture. And uh, he probably would have liked the club life and, and going out at night and chasing women. Because um, it's boring just to hang out in damn castles and kill people, you know, and drink blood. There's got to yeah, be more to life than that. And really, Dracula's a nobleman, you know. Yeah, he was a warlord and commanded nations, but he's a nobleman. They, they did that shit so they could enjoy the finer aspects of life. They appreciated art and music and people and clothes and toys. and So he would have had a lot of shit and interest in a lot of stuff. And they they should have gotten into that. You know, that's what I mean. Where it was he living? Done, what right? Was, yeah. That's, what, what was he doing? Yeah. That's I, yeah. I think that's kind of what bothered me because, like I said, you know, and and you know, Christopher Lee is fantastic as always. Peter Cushing yeah. is fantastic as always. Neither of them phone it in, but I do kind of feel like there was a good idea in here that they could have explored. But I think they focused too much on the hippies, yeah. and like I said, the whole hippie thing. Um, you know, if you don't know, like, what happens in the movie, it's essentially the same plot as Taste the Blood of Dracula, even though Taste the Blood of Dracula was set, like, back in the Victorian or Edwardian age, like the other ones. But it's like that, but in the modern day, where it's like a satanic cult or a satanic dude who, they kind of imply that he was Dracula's buddy from, like, back then, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so he had gathered up some of, like, Dracula's ashes or whatever when van helsing killed him a hundred years ago and is like bringing him back into the modern era like so he can be made into a vampire so it's like a satanic cult angle but i kind of feel like they just spend too much time with the hippies and the hippies are not really all that interesting and like i said it's just kind of like you know and the fact too that it's really kind of like out of date like there's a there's a sequence at the beginning where they like crash a party like that has like these kind of it's like upper class twits and everyone is like all these old people with you know pearls and diamonds on and they're all like horrified at these what these hippies are doing even though they're not really doing anything all no, that just, all that scandalous yeah, no, no, there's yeah, making there's, out underneath the tables yeah and, and, and I'm just and, like and, and playing rock music yeah it's yeah, like it's all. so yeah and they just all the old people look aghast and I'm like they're not even doing anything yeah. it's not like they're fucking yeah I don't know they're not doing anything all yeah I mean but uh, uh, we're right I mean. The only thing interesting about a vampire movies are really is the vampires, and they should have figured that out a long time ago. And I think some of the B movies in the fifties figured that out. They tried to put as much of the vampire in there as possible. Uh, the rest of the people, the you don't you see a vampire movie to see the vampires, and Anne Rice got it right. Is where you make the story about from the vampires' point of view and the relationships between the vampires and what they're doing, and that's really that's the best way to tell that story. And really, this would have been a good movie had it just been told more from that Thrall's point of view. Now, you know the you know the, uh, yeah, the blonde guy, from Johnny his, Alucard. Yeah, from his point of view and him dealing with Dracula and what Dracula's telling him to do. And then he, every time he sees Dracula and goes back to Dracula's pad, he's 
Dracula's messing with more and more stuff. Like now he's studying nuclear reactors and, you know, he's into, he's trying to build an airplane or he's buying an airplane because he wants to fly. There's just a bunch of shit you should, they could have done. Like what would, Dracula would be interested in modern stuff if he was in the 70s. Yeah. I'm like, if you're going to bring it up to the modern era, at least put Dracula in that context. context, Because in the movie, Dracula literally, like, they resurrect him in, like, a decommissioned church that's kind of being torn down or whatever. I don't think he ever leaves that. Like, other yeah. than to pop around and, like, kill people every now and then. But he, you don't ever see him, like, out in the streets of London or you don't ever see him doing, like, modern shit. It's because they're trying to evoke that damn atmosphere of old of an old vampire movie where it's Dracula in Castle Dracula or down yeah. at Carfax Abbey. Right. That doesn't, that doesn't necessarily make a vampire movie, though. You know, a vampire could be, if, as long as you're telling the story the right way, he could be in any, any setting. You know? Yeah, I mean, I it mean, worked before, like, you know, it worked in the, when you had them that set, like, you know, in the Victorian or Edwardian yeah. era, because that's just kind of like what you did back then. Yeah. But like I said, if if you're going to update the vampire story to 1972, then put him in 1972. Yeah. Don't just have him stay in the church the yeah, whole time. Yeah, Mama Waldy, Mama Waldy was going to, you know, he was uh, down in the hood going to the clubs and shit, listening to funk and disco music. Right. And chasing Pam Greer. Wasn't he chasing Pam Greer? He was, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and that worked. And that worked. And they go, say, Jack, you got some fine threads. He's like, well, thank you very much. You know, <laughs> great, you know what I mean? And then he'd hold these conversations with mortals and stuff. And, and it was, you know, and, and fucking, what was his name? Marshall? William Marshall? William Marshall. William Marshall. Yeah, he, he, he carried that role. Yeah, he killed it. Yeah. He was great in Star Trek, too, man. The M5 computer. Remember this? <laughs> yeah. What a great voice that guy had. The M5. But see, that's yeah. the thing. Like, Christopher Lee could to, could have totally pulled that off. Yeah. Like, I know that he's not a big fan of, like, bringing Dracula up to the modern day, or he wasn't back then. But the thing about the reason everybody likes Christopher Lee and Peter Cushing is because even if the, you know, maybe the idea of the movie was silly or unbelievable or something like that, they had conviction you know what i mean and like Mm. them acting the way they acted like made you believe it too like peter cushing for real like in this because i think i even said it when we were watching it i was just like man i'll believe anything peter cushing says just because he takes everything very very seriously and honestly i did i liked all the stuff too like i liked the police procedural kind of thing with you know peter cushing like interacting with um you know because they are they go to peter cushing's character because he's a descendant of the original Van Helsing, and he's also an expert on the occult, and they think that there's some kind of, like, satanic angle to these murders, so they go to him for, like, you know, to consult with him or whatever, and he gets to a point where he's pretty sure that, you know, it's an actual vampire that's in, you know, then he has to, like, convince the cops of that. So I didn't even mind any of that. I didn't actually mind the character of Jessica, who was his granddaughter and was one of the friends, like, of the, in the hippie group or whatever. She's actually played by Stephanie Beecham, who was, um, she was on Dynasty, I think, among many other things. And yeah, she's got some, uh, some big old bosoms in this as well. Well, yeah. they sh- they show them a lot. <laughs> yeah, they got like a bunch well, of shots Howard... where she's like kind of like leaning over backwards, yeah, yeah. like that with big old titties and yeah. sticking out. It's like well, it's ha- pretty Hammer funny. knew the formula. Yeah, okay, that was the, that that was their tradition. This is it's that. pretty boobalicious. This yeah. one. The fucking hey man, Hammer's got to deliver. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but I really think they should have had a bunch of scenes with Christopher Lee in his new mansion. With a wall full of televisions, each one of them on a different channel, he can watch them all at one time using his vampire powers. He's got a and instead of an organ, he's got a brand new fucking synthesizer that he can fucking do all some you know cool music with it. 
a whole wardrobe of cool 70s clothes that are, you know, kind of like vampiric goth, you know, black velvet looking stuff. Yeah. Because uh, they had, some of the thralls were wearing that kind of stuff. Yeah, because Johnny been, Alucard looked yeah. kind of like that. Like, yeah. he looked like he had some crushed velvet kind of, like, situation going yeah. on. Yeah, yeah, which was, you know, and uh, Dracula would have been in, in the height of fashion. You know, he'd be like, okay, what's what's hip this year? And he would that's what he would have gone for. It wouldn't have been the 1800s early 1900s uh, look that uh, Bela had, you know. That was maybe height of fashion back then, but no, fucking Dracula would have been up to date. So he could have gone anywhere. He would have looked like a celebrity. You know, a celebrity pimp, really. Yeah, I definitely think they yeah. should have gone. Well, yeah. see, the thing about it Come is that I think at this point, like I said, because Hammer was kind of like on a downward trend at this point and would close like a few years subsequently, I think they were just kind of chasing the tail of the trend. They were like, yeah. you know, Count Yorga came out. Actually, Blackula came out the same year as this. But um, they were kind of like, they saw the writing on the wall. They're like, well, nobody wants to see gothic horror anymore. Nobody wants to see Dracula back in musty old castles anymore. We need to, like, update it like Count Yorga did. And yeah. I think that it was just, like, a little too late. And I don't think they cared that much about getting the story, like, you know, re really kind of reconciling. Uh, the character with the modern day. It seems like they didn't really put a great deal of thought into it. Come to think of it, modernized 1970s vampire pimp who you're talking about is you're talking about Elvis with his black velvet. <laughs> his black velvet yeah. fucking... They looked like Hammer Horror. And he yeah. evidently liked Hammer Horror movies. He liked vampires and stuff. He knew Amela Nermi, known as Vampira. So, you know, fucking Elvis kind of went goth in the 70s from, you know, black velvet and the high collars and the red shirts, red on black, you know, and then sometimes just white. And that's how Dracula probably would have dressed. In the, you know, yeah, you would think. He would go, oh, I'm going to go for, what you know, cutting edge fashion that kind of harks back to an earlier age. You know what I mean? Fucking, and that's probably the way, way he would have gone. Probably a little top hat or something, you know, fucking like, like, you know, that's still popular in the goth scene today. Fucking pry platforms, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean that's men's platforms. Like I said, it's just kind of a shame because yeah. I just kind of feel like it was a little bit. I don't want to go so far as say it was maybe a cash grab, but I don't think they put a great deal of thought into really kind of exploring all the avenues that you could have explored. I mean, basically, yeah. it just seemed like there was like Dracula and Peter, you know, Dracula and Van Helsing, their kind of stuff, which honestly didn't even have to be said in the modern era because it was just kind of the same kind of fights that they had like back in the old days but then like with some hippie stuff tacked on yeah and the hippie stuff like i said wasn't really all that interesting like caroline monroe was good um you know i liked kind of like the johnny alucard thing although man johnny alucard he died like a chump didn't he yeah he got killed by a shower yeah it was uh, he, yeah <laughs> <laughs> that was another underutilized character and not developed well enough for the movie. Um, he should have been a little more sympathetic, I think, and um, then more interesting once he turned into a vampire. They didn't really make him that interesting. He didn't say what it was like being a vampire. Yeah, and he died like he not died too quick. like right. not too long after he got right. made into a vampire. Because right. honestly, he just like he basically whined his way into being whined and cried his way into it. Into and, it, and once he got it, you don't hear anything about it. He doesn't come. Oh man, now I can do this, and oh no, man, this is what it feels like. Look at look at what I can do. There's none of that. Which that's what makes a vampire fucking movie. Yeah, is to see somebody transform and what what can they do now? You know, because you're kind of 
when you watch these things, you're kind of living vicariously through the vampire characters. Like, what would I do? What does that feel like? Wish I could do that. Yeah. You know, I wish I could hover two feet off the ground when you piss me off. (laughs) I wish I could just look at you and you just freeze you and then just like, you know, mentally dominate you by staring at you. You know what I mean? Vampires can do that. Yeah. Well, let's see that. Let's see what, let's hear about what that's like. Let's see you try to do it for the first time. Because you had that character. You have him, so let's use him. Who obviously really, really wanted to be a vampire so badly that he went the whole satanic ritual and like woke Dracula up from 100 years ago. Yeah. Yeah, and then once he's got this power, you should be able to go on a little journey with him and him and, and through growth. You're seeing him grow as a vampire. Maybe you start rooting for him, but then he's killed. See, and that's a lot more yeah. of an effective character. A yeah, lot more effective they maybe could have done that. Like, they could have, like, maybe... I'd have killed him later in the movie. Yeah. Right before Dracula, or have him turned on Dracula for some reason. Something like that. Try to turn on Dracula to gain Dracula's power, but that doesn't work and he's killed. Yeah, There's that's a bunch a of interesting I like that. Way. I like that idea. He's like, he's like, fuck you, Dracula. I'm going to take your place. You know what fuck I mean? You, Dracula. Then, then, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> See, they should have had me writing these things, man. I'm not even a writer, okay? I can. Well, I can like I said, they seemed like they didn't really. Like they didn't care. Care all that much about right. it. I think they were just kind of like. I don't think, too, even in the 1970s, even though the Hammer movies were successful, I don't think that they really. They really didn't, like, um, understand the lasting impact that those movies would have. That people would still be talking about them 50 years later, you know, and and everything. I think they, for them, it was just kind of like, we just, yeah, we just kind of, like, need to make something that, like, makes us some money. And it's like, this is the way the trend is going, so let's make one like that. I don't really think they thought that much about it. And they had Caroline Monroe on there, who is the hottest chick in this movie, and they kill her early. Yeah, she got a kid. She was the first one that got killed. Yeah, and that was just like, what the fuck are they doing? You know what I mean? That would have been great motive, all right? What would happen if the Carolyn Monroe character got turned as a vampire? And she was a vampire along with the Alucard guy through the whole thing, right? And in the end, Alucard gets killed because he tries to prevent Dracula from getting ma- making that one his bride. He, they, so they're fighting over her. Over her. That would have been the fucking story I would have told. And he loses that fight. All right? And then Dracula gets her, you know? Or he tries to get her away from Dracula and a fight breaks out. That kind of thing, you know? Uh, but then they're all kind of killed, basically. That's how that story story was. Or, no, they're not killed. What if What if Dracula gets away at the end? Why does Dracula have to die at the end? You're going to resurrect him when you make the I next mean, movie anyway. I mean, seriously. Well, I mean, they, yeah, they made just another fucking, movie. Just let him live. Like a couple years yeah. later. They kill Satanic rights of Dracula. They, are, they, they talk about how bad Dracula is, and at the end of every one of those movies, Dracula dies like a bitch. Why don't this, you just let him get away so you can make yeah. another movie? I kind of feel like he didn't die as much of like like a bitch as he has in a couple of the other Hammer movies. Yeah. They still um, die easy, though. But, yeah, they do kind of get killed, sort of. I, th- yeah. I think, if I remember correctly, it's been a while since I've seen it, but I think Taste the Blood of Dracula had him dying, like, yeah. really like a bitch. So, at least in this one, you think he dies like a bitch, but then, like, just getting stabbed by yeah. Van Helsing. He but then, But then he comes back out, and he's yeah. like, surprise, motherfucker. Yeah. So, it was like that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and I will say, but I how actually... He does die like a bitch, though. He falls into a hole that has spe- spikes in it. And a little, a little 90-pound Van Helsing fucking jumps on him to finish him off. You know? Well, he pushes... No, he doesn't. He pushes a, he pushes him down on the spikes with a shovel. Oh, with a shovel. That's right. I Remember thought he that? cut his head off with the shovel. 
No, he was okay. pushing him down okay. onto the onto the yeah. spikes, like farther onto spikes, so he right. couldn't get out. Right. But yeah, that's that's why. Yeah, Peter Cushing weighs about ninety pounds. Okay, fucking soaking wet. That dude's all just skin and bones. All right, motherfucking. Wish I had those cheekbones, but you gotta weigh ninety pounds to have those cheekbones, and then have all your fucking back teeth pulled out. Probably. <laughs> he probably didn't have probably didn't have any molars. You know. I wonder. <laughs> Man, there's P- no other, there's Peter no Cushing was so fucking cool. He there's was like no one of the coolest way. looking dudes ever. Yeah. And like he I got said, cooler the older he got, the, the yeah, fucking cooler he looked. He just looked cooler. Yeah. Well, and the thing about Peter Cushing that's so awesome and why he's always so good, and he loved playing Van Helsing too. This mm-hmm. was one of his favorite roles. Is that, like I said, he takes everything super, super seriously, and you just, he has such gravitas that you just, like, buy whatever. It's like, it could be totally silly and serious and everything. And honestly, one of the things that I liked about this movie was, um, you know, Peter Cushing, who's first, he's named Lorimer, isn't he? I don't don't know why they didn't call, like, the original Van Helsing, like, back in 1872, which I'll get into that in a minute, because the continuity's fucked up with that. Mm. But the original Van Helsing for back then, they said his name was Lawrence. I was like, what happened to Abraham? I thought his first name was Abraham. But I was like, I don't know. But the one in the modern day is named They're making this shit (laughs) Yeah, that's what I mean. It's like, they didn't even fucking check that. It's like, what was his name? Larry? Whatever. I don't care. So it's just just, just write it down. What the fuck his name is? Larry Van Helsing. Larry Van Helsing. (laughs) Skip Van Helsing. (laughs) Or some shit like that. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. (laughs) I mean, you know. Bugs Van Helsing. Whatever. So it's just kind of like, um, I actually really liked the kind of relationship like him and his granddaughter because he gets involved too because he realizes that it's his granddaughter's friend group that are being picked off one by one and that she's involved somehow and obviously Dracula wants her because I think he wants to turn her into a vampire specifically like just as a kind of like fuck you to Van Helsing you know what I mean because he's like oh you guys hate vampires so much so I'm going to turn your your beloved relative into one which like I said I think they did that in Taste the Blood of Dracula too now that I'm thinking about it which, like I said, was kind of the same story as See, this. See, man, with these titles, I could just you're in, they would have inspired me to write some badass stories, and then they kind of come up with these kind of half baked kind of stories. I mean, yeah, like the Satanic a... Rites of Dracula. I'm, I'm imagining that. I, I'm already coming up with a story for that. Yeah, in my mind. Even it, though that was the one that came much after than what this came. one. Yeah, and I it know. has some of the same characters. Like it still has a yeah. Satanic occult like thing to it, yeah. obviously. Yeah, and you know, I'm, at, I'm and I'm guaranteeing you what I can come up with is gonna be better than what they come up with. Yeah, I don't think a lot of people like Satanic Rites yeah. of Dracula. And either. taste the blood of Dracula. I think I can come up with some good shit. That's you going around making other people into vampires. I mean, the yeah, the yeah. titles are good. Yeah, yeah. Now the one that was before this was Scars of Dracula, yeah. and that was 1970, and that was came out in 1970. But the thing about it though is that at the very beginning of this movie, Dracula 80 1972. There's, like, a fight that happens in 1872 between Dracula and Van Helsing, where, like, Van Helsing kills Dracula with the... Still with played the, by Peter Cushing. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I mean. Because everybody everybody looks exactly like their great-grandparents. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I look just I mean, like don't you? <laughs> I look just like all 15 of them. It's the same actor yeah, playing yeah, yeah, me, yeah. like, 100 years from now. Yeah. But, yeah, so um, so he kills Dracula with, like, a, um, like a carriage wheel, like a broken mm-hmm. carriage wheel. And then, but see, the thing about it is that that's supposed to happen, and that happened in 1872. It very clearly says 1872. But all the other Dracula movies that were set back in the Victorian Edwardian era, they very specifically said that that happened in 1885. 
So mm-hmm. the, so I'm like so now you're saying that Dra- that Van Helsing killed Dracula like 15 years like or 14 or 16 years before they even met each other. Yeah. Like is right. So they did, like I said they didn't sure. even care about the continuity. Yeah. They just wanted it to be 1872 because they wanted it to be 100 years yeah. like 1972. Yeah. So that's why. So it didn't make any sense like with the older ones. But like I said they didn't really care. They're like oh the, the artist doesn't give a shit. Whatever. They're yeah, they're smoking pot. <laughs> That's probably why. <laughs> and like I said, they probably didn't have any concept that like 50 years later, like people yeah. were still going to be like watching them and talking about yeah, they them. They were like, it'll go by so fast on the screen, they'll forget it. It won't matter. They didn't realize they didn't, there was before VHS. Because there's even a scene in this movie, <laughs> there's even a scene in this movie where Peter Cushing writes down the name Alucard, because that's Johnny's last name, and then like very meticulously has like line. has to write lines on it saying, oh my right. god, it's Dracula backwards. I'm he like, yeah. You just write Dracula backwards. Everybody <laughs> figured that out already, like the first time you said it. Yeah. So it's it's a way it's like I said I bought it because it was Peter Cushing and he just like took it very seriously and I was just like oh okay that's some good shit but like he's sure. supposed, he's supposed to be like a really smart dude and it's like yeah. you don't ha- you wouldn't have to write it down for heaven's sakes yeah. you know what I mean and then he says it to the cop and the cop's like oh yeah you're right and I'm like wow you guys are really not that bright are you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like figure this out how do you see this movie but yeah I mean this was kind of like. I think it's kind of like an important movie. It's not so much, it wasn't the first one, like I said, that put the vampire in the modern era because Count Yorga came out before that. That wasn't Dracula. But this was among the first movies, I think, that put Dracula in the modern day. So, in a way, it's kind of, I mean, at least it was the first big, like, popular movie that did that. It's not a bad movie. It's It's not. It's not. In the context of its time, it was probably, it it was okay. It's pretty good. Um... It got shit reviews, though, even at the time, like, contemporary. Yeah. Yeah. What'd they say? Um, A lot of people just said, you know, it's like, the same kind of shit we're saying. It's like, you know, the hippies aren't that interesting. It's like, why, why, like, you have Peter Cushing and Christopher Lee, why aren't you using them more? Like, put them in the movie more. Right, yeah. Um, You know, have Dracula interact with the modern era, if you're going to say the modern era. Yeah, okay, so, yeah, I agree. Yeah, so it's like, even back then, like, it was similar, kind of. Aside from our complaints, it's not, it's a well-executed It's watchable, it's still watchable. It's got a good-looking cast. Um, from the, from this era, the British and European uh, actors they, they deliver uh, on a lot of levels. One, they can act. Two, they're good looking. Uh, they uh, they have good fashion, even though it might be dated. In this, the, the outfits are still kind of cool. Yeah, uh, it's just like you said, they look more like something from the '60s, like from the monkeys. Yeah, that's from, what from, I. Yeah, that's a like, lot of people complained about that too because yeah. they just said this was you know if this had come out in 1964, it probably would have been better. Then uh, then yeah. this would have been like very of the moment. But since yeah. it's 1972, not so yeah. much. <laughs> the only one that uh, uh, kind of looked like something that was the 70s and futuristic was Carolyn Monroe's dance outfit with the black the black goth outfit. Yeah, kind of because you could actually wear that nowadays. Wear yeah, and you get away with it. Especially if you had a good set of boots with it with the buckles and shit it would, it would go that would go well yeah you could totally wear um, that no one would look at you it's right. more like a witch outfit yeah um and that's and and witch outfits are timeless yeah <laughs> dance witch <laughs> Carolyn um, Monroe dance witch yeah, yeah, she's yeah. and uh boy uh, and she's cute in this and she just got cuter as it went uh fucking grew up my babysitter taking me in California to the to the matinee in the uh, and to see uh, Sinbad. She was in the Sinbad movies and uh, Journey to the Center of the Earth. She was in that one or at Earth's core. At Earth's core, that's yeah, what it was yeah, called. Yeah. 
Because Peter Cushing was in that too, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So. I think this is a little bit later than this. Yeah. So I'm old enough to have seen those in a theater when I was a little kid. Yeah. My uh, Princess Leia would take me. My little baby said, Kimmy, she looked just like Princess Leia. I got (laughs) photographs to prove it too. I showed it on a prior show. She looked like a little, um, um, what's her name? Carrie Fisher. Carrie Fisher. Looked like a 14-year-old Carrie Fisher. (laughs) (laughs) She's probably about 15. But, um, yeah, it's just Carolyn Monroe. I didn't know what her name was, but I kept seeing her over and over again in those British movies. Yeah. And fucking everybody loved her. And she was on all those damn fan magazines like Fangoria and stuff. They'd have her in there. Remember? Yeah, she was, she was kind a, of like a little bit... She was like a scream queen for a while. A little bit. I mean, yeah. maybe more of the like minor fantasy, ones. Fan, but type. like, yeah, but she was in a bunch of like horror yeah. and sci-fi. And I think that this movie like her being in this movie was kind of like a stepping stone up to that because yeah, this was one of the this was one of the first big movies that she did yeah. like you know in the horror genre as I, remember as I remember one of those one of those uh sinbad movies that i i saw i think she was in eye of the tiger i think yeah we we just the watched tiger. them not too long ago yeah. and she was in one of them right was she in the same one as as doctor who yeah i think when, she was in when, the... no now I'm getting them all. Confused. I'm getting confused. Well, because we watched Tom Baker was in one, and he plays the Sultan. He was. That's it, what I'm saying. It, it, she, it, no, he was in the one before that. It okay. Was, I think called the the Golden Voyage or the Seven Voyages of Sinbad. One of one of the two. Yeah, we watched like a bunch Voyage. of them in like in quick succession. Yeah. So it's like the details of them kind of, kind like of get, yeah. And the overlap. very first one I, I think was from another era. I don't think it looked. It was still Ray Harryhausen. Yeah. I think. Did the stop motion in both in, in both in in all of them, but uh, there was something about the first one that I think was kind of different than the other ones. I, I, it's been a long time since I've seen them. I, I actually want to get them all on, yeah. on Blu-ray. They're, they'd be good to have. They're very watchable. Yeah, they're very yeah, watchable. they're super fun. They were like as big as Star Wars was for me. It was before Star Wars came out, and when Star Wars came out, it blew the other the the, the Sinbad movies out of the water. But this. this, this in terms of fantasy and science and, and and special effects, Sinbad, Sinbad movies are real good. Um, now, Star Wars came out, and that was a British movie too. <laughs> a lot of people thought it was American, but that was made in England. Most of it. Well, yeah, they the shot studios. it. They shot yeah. it in England. Yeah, and, and all most of the crew was British as well. Yeah, and a lot of the actors were. Yeah, and everybody in the Empire and everything, and flicking you know Boba Fett and all that. That, that all came later, but you know it was all British because the British could deliver. You know, real good at making handcrafted stuff and professional unions and making sets and uh, you know they were they were real good. A lot better than the kind of the half-ass shit Hollywood would try to do in terms of special effects. Best thing I ever saw come out of Hollywood from that era would have been like Logan's Run or maybe like Silent Running. Remember with Bruce Dern? I thought Silent Running. Oh no, I guess not. I was thinking yeah, of another little, movie. That cause... was pretty good uh, for the time, but Star Wars blew all that shit out of the water. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I was going to think, too, since we're talking about special effects, Dracula 80, 1972, not a lot of blood in it. No. Not really. No. Um, other than, I mean, there's that there's that one scene where, you know, Caroline Monroe is, like, on the altar or whatever, and there's, like, you know, they dump blood all over her, her boobies. Yeah. But you don't really see a they lot of... They weren't bare, of, though, people. They weren't no, bare. She, yeah. had, she had her dress on. But there's, I mean, the the one scene too that that kind of made me laugh at it, at its, um, you know, just its blatantness yeah. was uh, where, you know, toward the end where uh, Stephanie Beecham's character, you know, the the granddaughter, where she 
gets taken by Dracula and she's like under Dracula's sway or whatever and she's laying there on the thing and then Peter Cushing comes in like he's gonna save her and whatnot but she's like under a spell and there's like a really funny shot where Peter Cushing is just like kind of behind her like talking it's like I gotta go kill Dracula or whatever and then her boobs are just like very prominent yeah. like in front of his face yeah. and it's just like made me laugh yeah. like with little nips sticking up and everything yeah. and I'm just like yep boobalicious yeah. is yeah. a hammer movie yeah it's fucking hammer <laughs> I think there were even some, um, there were some, uh, publicity stills that came out that had Stephanie Beecham and Peter Cushing, and I think there was some of her with Christopher Lee, too, where she was just, like, very obviously, like, down like that, and the dress was, like, just barely, yeah. like, kind of, the, like, the top of the areolas. It's, like, it was super, super Give, give it, why don't you demonstrate, Jeff? <laughs> demonstrate, Jeff. <laughs> well, I don't have, I don't have his low-cut yeah, shirt on. It's not, yeah, okay. I mean, hers was that's just, like, it was, like, That's why we're missing quick. all those clicks. <laughs> we had to get you back in those low-cut low tops, like, in the beginning of the show. People, it's, like, it's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. <laughs> Porn star level stuff, man. <laughs> but, All right. Uh, so, uh, do yeah. we do we have anything else we need to say about Dracula eighty nineteen seventy two? Uh, yeah, don't discount it. If you haven't seen it, don't avoid it. Yeah, you can see it. You know, yeah, it, I know it kind of gets derided, yeah. but it is still like pretty watchable. It's watchable. There's other stuff. There's stuff that I wish they would have done with it, and there's like, but it's it's pretty entertaining. Still, I'd see some of the other ones first, but you know. Yeah. What I mean? Because uh, if you haven't seen any of them, then I'd start from I mean, the, the earlier ones are better. Like, yeah. yeah, if you're going to watch the whole series, like, start with Dracula from 1958. Yeah. Um, and then kind of see the movie. But I think this is probably one of the worst ones, but they're all pretty good. They're yeah. all still worth watching. And like I said, it's got Christopher Lee and Peter Cushing in it, and that's always a good time. Like, I don't yeah. even care what's going on in the rest of the movie. As long as those two guys are in it, then I'll watch it. So, uh, yeah. So that'll do it so for this movie retrospective. We'll see you guys again on the next one. Bye.